welcome to Running by Dawn. This is your host, Dawn Pedersen, and today our episode, episode 19, is coaching our youth. Now, before you say, ah, that's not for me, I'm not a coach, hear me out on this one. All of us can have influence on a child, whether you're a parent, an aunt or uncle, a friend, a neighbor, or whatever your role might be. I think we can all have influence on children. And as runners or people that want to get into running, I think we have an opportunity to impact the rising generation. Now, let me tell you what I've seen. This is really interesting. As I've talked more and more about running with people, I am fully convinced that the stigma behind running is it hurts, it's hard, it's not for the general population, yada, yada, yada. I keep on hearing so many people say that they hate running, that they can't run, that they're not runners, and yet I am of the belief that our bodies were made to be active and made to run, and we've had this cultural shift from the days when we were really active as a society and from the societies where running is normal. I think of like villages in Africa that some of our best runners in the world come from where they run to school. They are taught from a very young age that their bodies can move and they get up and move and they're all natural athletes. There's some really cool videos of some of the school kids from that area and they have huge communities of kids who want to be runners someday and who are runners actively and it's not just a handful of kids, it's the majority of kids. Not to that extent, but I really hope to change in a small way and hopefully it'll trickle in a bigger way that running isn't for me, running is for just a small section of the population. And I realize that adults are super set in their ways and the likelihood of me changing a bunch of adults' minds about this is pretty slim and pretty narrow. However, it's really amazing how many kids in the last few years that I've been coaching that weren't runners are coming out and running because they know me, their parents hear about the programs that I'm running, so they come out and run and they are turning into runners, kids that never thought they could run. That has been really interesting. So stay with me. We're going to talk more about coaching. I want to share with you first a really cool experience that I had. This is super personal, so bear with me. It's not intense to anyone but me, but it is It is very personal to me. I'm not going to make it through this without getting emotional, apparently. I will try to talk clearly. I had the opportunity of going to the high school graduation of a handful of the kids that I coach. I've coached these kids for two years, three seasons. I did cross country both years and track one year. And some of them came to my running camp. So I spent quite a bit of time with these kids and I was thinking about them and how much those kids mean to me and how I've loved to be their coach, to see them learn, to see them grow and now to reach this junction where they're headed off into the world, whether it be jobs or school or a handful going on missions for their church and I'm just 
so pleased to have been part of their journey through their high school years. It's been really interesting. And I had this moment as I was driving to the graduation when I realized that those kids filled a hole in my heart. Not just these particular kids, but the kids that I coach. I grew up in a large family. There are six of us kids in my family, and I always had this dream of having a big family. And we had one kid, and then we had two kids, and then we had three kids, and I was ready and pumped to just keep going. And it didn't work out because of different circumstances that I won't go into. It didn't work out. The number that made sense for our family was the three. And that was really challenging for me for a long, long time. I don't know why I had this dream of this big family, but I always did. And so to realize that three is only half of six, so to me, maybe that sounds like a lot for someone who grew up with just one or two, but for me, it was very small. Like I said, it was really hard for a long time to just be okay. And I spent a long time grieving. I felt this immense loss of that dream and that goal that I had for myself and for my family. And so what does this have to do with coaching? I found as I've started coaching that the pain has eased and the wounds are healing and the kids that I wanted to influence aren't all here in my home. They're out in the community. They're amazing. And I love working with them. And I love watching them grow. And I love going home at the end of the night and only having my three because sometimes just my three are overwhelming. But I love having this opportunity to work with kids and to be a part of a time in their lives that they are so shaped and developed. And if we think back to our childhoods, it's amazing how many small moments define who we are and who we become. And just to be a part of that in a child's life in another way than I imagined for myself has been really amazing. And I love these kids. There are, just like my own kids, there are moments when you want to just strangle them and they're not doing the things that they need to. And I told some kids this week, listen, I'm a coach, not a babysitter. I've always loved teaching, but I hate the discipline and the babysitting part of coaching, parenting, teaching classes at church. I hate the discipline part. I'll do it because it's necessary, but I hate it. I'd rather just have those opportunities to play and to learn and to grow together. So with coaching, a lot of times I don't have to deal with the drama (laughs) Sometimes I do, but I get them for a short enough period of time that we can cut the drama and just enjoy those opportunities to learn and to grow, which is awesome. It's been really amazing for me and has helped to ease a broken heart. This is really vulnerable for me, so I apologize for that. Maybe it'll inspire someone else to find a way that they can influence others in a different way than they had imagined for themselves and it's okay to not always have the life that we pictured to not always get our hearts set on an exact path but be open to a lot of paths that could shape the future of what we wanted and still fill those needs and those wants but in a different way than we'd hoped and planned for All right, let's go back to where I started with 
that change happens with the young. I mentioned that people that I've tried to talk about running are very closed off as adults. And maybe this isn't everyone. Maybe I haven't found the right audience. But a lot of people are really close to this idea of starting running. However, kids are open to the idea. And for some reason, the parents that don't want to run are open to their kids running. And I love that. But this opportunity for us to change really our culture and our outlook on running with the next generation. And really, I'm talking about like five-year-olds. So if we can get kids at a young age started running and loving running and not hating running, then we're talking about 20 years and the culture of running and the outlook on running will start to change and start to shift. So that's cool. I've got a long life left and I can influence as many people as I can in my community. You can influence the people in your community and we can start to see this shift. We've already seen a big shift in running. I just think that the growth is so slow because it used to be that races were few and far between and now you just have huge, huge races at local communities, but also mostly in big cities, and just thousands of people are out running. So it is changing, but as I look around my community, there are runners, but they're hard to find, and I feel like I am a little bit of an anomaly when I talk to people in general that there just really aren't that many people that are out running. And it's such a great opportunity for our physical and mental health, but just enjoyable sport. A lot of people roll their eyes when I say that, but it's true. It's really enjoyable. It's a great way to get outdoors, to enjoy nature. It's a great way to push ourselves to new levels, to set goals. There's really some amazing, amazing benefits for running for me, but for anyone. I went into all the details of why I love running and what it does for me in I Love Running, which is the second episode. So if you want to hear more about that, go ahead and check that out. I want to talk a little bit about kind of my coaching theory, maybe, about how important it is for kids to run. It's not like super early and not super intense, but at an earlier age. I was looking, there is a team... Newberry Hill, maybe. Anyway, there's a high school team that is just all out amazing that won the national championship at least two years ago. And I was looking at their team. Another coach had brought them to my attention. I was looking at their team. And this coach attributed their success to their high school coach. And I think that that is probably true. He probably was a really great coach. But I started looking at the individual kids on this team and I went back to their middle school times and their middle school times were astounding. And then I looked further back and they had been running competitively in these little junior run club, junior track club type of things since six to eight years old. They had been runners for their whole lives. And we... As a community, we put our kids into soccer or baseball or basketball 
or even football starting at like four, five, six years old. Okay, this is very typical, very normal in the American community to enroll kids in sports at a very young age. I'm not always for that, I'll be honest. I think it's a lot of pressure on some of these young kids. However, I have noticed that we don't do the same thing with running. In my area, we have middle school sports, which is great. So they can start cross country and track starting in sixth grade, which is a lot younger than where I grew up. All we had for middle school sports was actually ninth grade was in the middle school. So we had some freshman sports and that was it. We didn't have sports there. So if you were involved with sports, it was through the community leagues, not at the school. So I think it's really awesome in my area that we have middle school sports that include track and cross country. So a lot of these kids that are coming in as sixth graders, they have until their senior year that they can be actively running. Now, unfortunately, I think we lose a lot of those kids along the way They don't stick with it for whatever reason. A lot of times it's because they either decide that they don't want to do sports in high school or that they choose a different sport to focus on. The middle school team is actually bigger than the high school team, which is sad. And I'm working on it. I'm working on it, okay? But those kids have this opportunity from a younger age. My first experience coaching was in Japan when I lived there. We lived on a military base, and their program, I didn't realize how awesome it was, but they had a program that they called Junior Run Club, and twice a year, they had two seasons, fall season, spring season, the kids would go out and they would have a running season and then they do a 5k at the end and I thought that was really great and I came in as a coach being a pretty experienced runner and we changed and shaped that program it had been run in circles get a bead kind of running thing and we turned it into a program where we taught them about pacing we taught them about hills we taught them about tempo runs and speed work and like we treated it as if they were bigger kids but tailored it to this younger group and it was really awesome and the the thing that I've learned about working with younger kids is that they are capable of way way more than we give them credit they can run 5Ks. They can do it. Programs in our area, they don't even run a 5K until the high school level. The middle school does one and two miles. Kids can run that far and they do a really good job at it. My oldest daughter, she ran a couple races really early. So I think when she was five or six, she ran her first mile race. And this girl was not a speedster, but she was dedicated to running this race. And she was just the cutest, the cutest little little thing. I remember watching her run that and she did really well and she was really excited, but she was very proud of herself. Her time was like 13 minutes or something and she was just beaming. So the next year when she was turning seven, she decided to set a goal to run a 5K. 
And again, she practiced a little bit. I don't remember taking her out on runs very often, so I don't know when we practiced, but I assume we did because she ran uh, pretty much the whole thing. But it was the night before her birthday that we did an evening run, and it was like a glow run. So everything, we had some glow-in-the-dark necklaces, and everything was lit up, and it was really fun, really casual, a great run for her. And my mother-in-law watched our younger kids, and my husband and I just took her out, and she ran her first 5K, and we ran it with her. It was a slow, easy pace, but she was just so cute and so excited to run her first big race, her 5K, at almost seven years old. And she did it. She ran the whole thing. She did a really great job, and I was very proud of her. Now, I don't know when she decided to get an attitude about running, but in the next few years, she got quite an attitude about running and ran with us some, but didn't like being pushed. And so for a few years, she ran Junior Run Club in Japan with us. We coached three seasons, so she ran all three of those seasons, but she just had no interest in like going fast. She just wanted us at her own pace and would get really mad at us if we told her to speed up at all and just kind of chugged along for several years. And then um, she didn't really want to run very much. we go on family runs every once in a while and she had kind of a bad attitude about it until I started coaching cross country at the high school and we said, you can do it or you cannot but come give it a try. And she gave it a try, and she ended up loving it. She is one of the biggest fans of cross country. She pushes herself really hard. She's improved so much since she was seven years old. Actually, she's improved a ton the last two or three years. Her mile time has come down by minutes and minutes. And she keeps working hard and pushing and she's got a few more years of high school running and then we'll see what she does. When we coached Junior Run Club was the first time that I worked with a group of kids. And it was really interesting to me to see the range of abilities despite age. I had kids who were five or six who had endless endurance and other kids who were much older that had a lot of endurance. I had five and six-year-olds that would take two steps and then be crying because it was too hard. And I'd have older kids who would take two steps and then walk and walk and walk and had no desire to push themselves in that moment. They usually weren't crying like the five-year-olds, but it was the same thing. And I realized quickly that it had very little to do with age, what I was seeing. And as I've coached middle school and high school students, I've seen the same, that the kids who are able to push through, it has nothing to do with age. Nothing to do with age. Even speed on these kids a lot of times has nothing to do with age. A lot of what it has to do with is experience and mindset. Mindset is huge, huge, huge with these kids. The kids that tell themselves that they can't do it, 
they do really bad. And the kids that are just like, yeah, I can do this. This is fun. And tell themselves good, nice, positive things. They do amazing. And they progress in a way that just blows me away. The good thing is that eventually most of the kids come along during a season. That the kids that started out walking and with a bad attitude and I can't do this end up by the end of the season doing really great. Unfortunately, some of them don't because they quit and they don't come back. But it takes time for the body and mind to adjust to running. It is a challenge. I'm not going to tell anyone that running isn't a challenge. It is. It's hard. And I love that challenge. And I love giving kids and adults alike a way to grow and to improve and to challenge themselves. With the younger group, the most successful thing I've found is this make it fun, make it casual, make it games. That is all really, really important. And when I say games, I don't mean like they love to play, our group love to play Sharks and Minnows, they love to play Tag. Those are great games for every once in a while, but they're not going to teach them endurance. That's a lot of like sprint, 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 rest, sprint, rest. And those are great games for sprinting practice, but I want these kids also to learn endurance. And so we've played games where they can build endurance one time my husband had a workout where they were supposed to build a pyramid or something. And every time they came around and got a lap, they got another piece on their pyramid or something like that. So then it encouraged those, them to keep going and keep going. Another one that we did that was really fun is they went around and collected puzzle pieces. And they were in groups together with a coach and they... We ran a lot that day, but they'd collect their puzzle pieces, and it was like a scavenger hunt, but we ran the whole time, and it was really fun. So making games for younger kids so they're not even thinking about the running is a really great way to be successful in teaching kids how to run. It's a great way to keep older kids focused as well. I did some forum training with my high schoolers last year that I wanted them to work on their hand positioning and not clench their hands and not hold their hands out and wave them around crazy. So I handed them Easter eggs and they ran for a little while with Easter eggs to practice and then I handed them real eggs and they had raw eggs in their hands and they were supposed to hold these and run along and they had a blast that practice. I didn't want them to crack the eggs because I knew that that would be tempting to just end up throwing them all over the place. And so they, if they could return their eggs uncracked, then they could trade it in for a candy. And it was amazing what those high schoolers would do for a couple pieces of candy. So you can make games for older <laughs> kids too. Make it exciting. Make it fun. Every workout doesn't have to be hard. A lot of workouts should be easy and fun, especially, especially for younger kids. I rarely introduce a really killer workout for younger kids. Keeping it light, keeping it fun, keeping them engaged is really the key to 
having success with those younger kids. I also worry with a lot of hard, intense workouts about injuries with young kids. So for the most part, I stay away. I still teach them pacing. I still teach them hills and stuff like that, but I'm not going to go hit some young kids with a whole bunch of 400s and kill them. I'm not interested in getting kids injured, nor am I interested in having those kids have a bad experience with running. The primary goal at that young age is to keep it fun, to keep it light, to keep them engaged, but also to teach them the skills. Like kids learning pacing at a young age is an amazing skill to have. (laughs) I get really frustrated when I have these older kids or adults that they just don't know how to pace themselves. They've just never learned that. Those kind of skills are really great to teach younger kids as well as other people. Just learn the basics and help them grow. Younger kids up to middle school age, I think, are very capable of running a mile to 5K distance. I think that's very achievable, and they do great with that. All right, let's talk about middle school years. I've worked with middle schoolers some what we had our junior run club group was first grade to eighth grade I usually worked with the younger group and so I didn't work with those middle schoolers a lot this last season for the middle school I coached just a couple days a week as a volunteer coach with the middle schoolers so I've had some experience with these middle schoolers and then I did have my middle school running camp last year and I have the middle school camp coming up again in a couple weeks and I'm super excited that with that the thing that I found with middle schoolers is that If you give them an inch, they'll walk all over you. That's what I found with middle schoolers is they need some very strict, very high expectations. If I go to practice and I don't have expectations, they are doing water fights. They are climbing up fences. They are really rude to each other and swearing up a storm. Like this is what I get from my middle schoolers when I've seen them without rules is if they don't have a few rules in place, they do whatever the heck they want. Very different from my high schoolers. My high schoolers are better at self-managing and regulating themselves on the whole. I've definitely seen some exceptions at the high school level. But the middle schoolers, like, body, mind, they don't seem to know how to interact with each other. Uh, There's a lot of emotions and a lot of lack of confidence. And a lot of times they decide that since they're not very confident, they can pick on other people. Like, there's just something really challenging about going from a kid to an older teenager that these middle school years I remember them well I felt like a crazy person like I had no idea who I was what I was doing I wasn't in control of my body I wasn't in control of anything that was happening all the changes it was so so hard but I see that (laughs) From the other side, as a coach and a parent, that these kids are just like screaming for someone, tell me how the heck I'm supposed to be doing this. 
And if you don't, then they're like, okay, I'm just gonna do whatever I want because I have no idea. And it's been really, really cool to see the contrast of when I've seen middle schoolers with some really strict rules and when I haven't. When I work with high schoolers, we have rules. When I work with middle schoolers, we have rules and we talk about them a lot and I hold to those rules or else it is chaos. So if you're working with middle schoolers, that's been my experience. That might be your experience as well, but they are really great, but really crazy ages. Interesting bunch of people. Maybe other people do better with the middle school years than I do. I think that they are great, but they are not my ideal age for coaching. However, those tricks that I talked about will work. I've seen them work. If you give kids rules, they will stick to them. And then you can focus on coaching instead of on babysitting. Babysitting middle schoolers is way worse than babysitting elementary schoolers, in my opinion, because you shouldn't have to babysit them, but yet they need so much, so much hand-holding still. I found with my own kids and with watching other kids, the middle schoolers are very opinionated and very influenced by their peers. So if you have one kid with a little bit of attitude or not wanting to do something, it's likely that he'll drag, he or she will drag some other kids with them. However, if you can keep everyone positive, then the whole group will do really well because they like to fit in and to do what everyone else is doing and so they'll do fine in that capacity. As far as workouts and stuff, I've been able to introduce some more challenging workouts to the middle schoolers and they do okay with them. I still don't go major intense with the middle schoolers. I really, really wish that our middle school program in our area was only three days a week. I think the five days a week is way too much for that age. I would definitely put them at three days a week if I was in charge of those programs. I think the risk of burnout and injury goes way up with so many days, especially where a majority of these kids are coming into running for the first time. There were so many kids with shin splints and knee problems and ankle problems and hip problems. It, we honestly weren't working them that hard. It was just brand new to most of these kids and way, way too often. So if you run a middle school program, you have control, I really recommend only three days a week. Or you could do three days a week if you had five days a week practice. You could do three days that are like your core and then maybe do an alternate activity or something that is less running intense on those off days so those kids aren't ending up injured and injured and injured like I saw this group. My summer running camp, we have the middle school group just at three days a week and I didn't see very many injuries actually. It was a little bit shorter. It was only a four weeks instead of eight weeks. But even like with the middle school group that I helped as a volunteer, their kids were injured two or three weeks in 
and I think it's just too frequent, too much for them. I think that middle school kids, they do great with one mile, two mile, they can do three miles. I would even say middle schoolers, for your more advanced kids, can handle training up to a 10K. It's going to take a lot mentally and physically for them to be able to be ready for that. But if they want that challenge, a 10K is very reasonable for especially an older middle schooler. My youngest ran her first 10K as a 10-year-old, and she did really great with it. She's been running since she was five, so she understands pacing. She's got a lot of skills that a lot of kids I coach don't because she's grown up in a family with running being part of our family culture and she's got some mental toughness that is beyond my expectations for a kid that age. On this first 10k she did we didn't really understand what they meant when they said trail run but we got there and it was more mountain than it was flat and we ended up on some spots that everybody was walking up just me with the kids actually my kids were running more than the majority of people this is something in the trail running culture they're just walking up hills I don't understand it I don't walk during the race but this is part of it anyway so it's just really really steep so we did four loops of a 2.5k for this race that we signed my 10 year old and the other kids up for They got done the first lap and the second lap I ran with my daughter. My other two kids ran on their own and then dad was kind of support taking pictures. And on the end of the second lap, it was a pretty steep downhill and she just totally wiped out. Totally wiped out. There was a 5k option and so I knew if it was too bad she could pull out, finish her 5k, still have something to show for it. But she was covered in blood on her knees and her hands were all scraped up and she cried for a minute and we kind of stepped off the trail and she decided what she wanted to do but it wasn't very long and she was like we have to keep running and I was like okay so I kept running behind her and I said listen you're hurt and you've done a really good job and this course is way harder than we expected what do you want to do and I said you could just do the 5k and she said no mom I signed up for the 10k and I'm gonna finish it I said, okay, let's do it. I took it her pace and supported her and tried really hard to encourage her when she was tired. And she just kept going, blood and all. We have a great picture of her covered in blood at the end of the race. And she did amazingly well. It was a very challenging course, and I was super proud of her. But what I noticed at the end is she was not only injured, but she was quite sick. I think she was sick to her stomach. It was a little bit hot, so she had some heat exhaustion. She was a little bit pale, and she was just so worn out, and that was very different than I've seen for her on a 5k. She didn't just jump into this. She had trained six miles, seven miles with uh, running with my team. She came and did some of our runs with us while I was coaching, and she was definitely ready for that run. What I thought was that she looked a lot more like she had run a half marathon than that she had run a 10K. Like the level of intensity for her age was just pretty, pretty intense. And so that kind of set in my mind that here's a child who is 
a really amazing athlete, has a lot of experience, especially for her age, but yet the 10K was pretty intense. I wouldn't recommend 10K for younger ages. I think, you know, in the exception of a kid who's really experienced like this girl is, maybe a 10 to 12 range would be okay for a 10K. But I think that by the end of middle school, you know, 13, 14, a 10K for a more advanced and interested runner is very doable. My son did really well. He was 12. And my daughter was 14 at the time. She did great with it too. That was her second 10K. So 10K is the max that I'd recommend for middle school years. If you're training kids at home or if you're coaching, I think even though that's not what they race in my community, I think that kids can handle a 10K as an upper limit for that age. And last but not least, on to my high schoolers. I love high schoolers. They are amazing people. I remember through my younger parenting years, everyone saying, oh, you got to watch out for those teenagers. They're scary. And I think what they meant was middle schoolers because the high schoolers are amazing. Their maturity levels are way higher for the most part. Again, there's exceptions there's adults that I know that their maturity levels haven't gone past middle school, and you know what I'm talking about there. But these high schoolers, they really are. They can manage themselves better. They don't need me to babysit them. They don't need me to tell them not to do stupid things for the most part. I can have a conversation with them. There's not endless potty jokes like my middle schoolers. There's not this crying as much like my younger kids. There's just this maturity where so we can really buckle down with these kids and get in some good hard workouts, and it's so fun. Now, like I said with the younger kids, their abilities, mental and physical, with running are going to vary a whole bunch, and they do vary a whole bunch. Some of the kids have been athletes, whether running or other sports, their whole lives, and they have a lot more skill developed with their movements, even things like coordination and muscle development. And some of these kids have really, they're athletes already. I don't have to turn them into athletes. I just have to fine tune their skills. And then I get other kids that come in and they're not athletes yet. They don't have the balance. They don't have the coordination. They don't have the muscles developed. Going out for an easy run is extremely challenging for a lot of kids when I first see them on the first day. That's okay. I don't mind coaching all those levels. What I like is to see that they're improving. That is my number one is, is this kid improving? And the answer is usually yes. If they come out and they're consistent, they almost always improve. And it's really amazing to watch. I love watching all the kids improve. That is my goal as a coach. Every season is growth for every athlete. I'm not going to focus just on my new kids and make sure that I get them going. I'm not going to focus on my veterans and my really experienced kids. I focus on all the kids and make sure that they're all growing. 
as running is such an individual sport. If they're not seeing growth, I'm not successful as a coach. You can't rely on the growth of your teammates like you might be able to in other sports in order to have a successful season. Each athlete needs to be growing and developing. And if they come to practice and they work hard, then that is a real possibility. As far as workouts go for high school kids, they are capable of a lot. Again, I really wish that for my newer runners that we had three-day-a-week practices. And we actually do in the summer for the high school group too. I only run practice three days a week during my summer camp because a lot of the kids that come in are newer and I want them to have time to adjust If they are more veteran runners, chances are they're going to be running some extra days on their own anyway or doing some sort of cross-training with biking or swimming or something like that. The three days a week is really good for my beginner runners and it gives them time to adjust and not get injured. I don't have a lot of injuries during summer running camp and I tend to get more as soon as we jump into the five day a week practices, especially with my newer athletes. If you have a way to at least early season or the summer before your season or the preseason, just start them off with three days a week. That works really well and then I have them gradually go to four days a week and then we move into five days a week, but I still wish with some of these kids that five days a week was not what I need to be doing. The high school level, we race once or twice a week, and that's also very intense on their bodies. To race a 5K every week is really intense for these kids, especially the new runners. And if I was to run a program on my own, I would not have them race that often. I'd probably have them do a 5K more like once a month or At the most, every two weeks, I think they'd be able to come back recovered and fresh much better. However, the sport in our state is not like that, and they get some really amazing opportunities to learn how to race by racing in those early season races so that when we get to district and state competitions, they know what they're doing. So it's really important. I run lots of different kinds of workouts with my high schoolers. I do hill repeats. I do speed workouts. I do tempo runs. I do long runs. I do all these different kinds of workouts to build different things. I talked about that in a recent episode, some of the different workouts. And I really think that the high schoolers are ready and capable of most workouts that you would throw at adults. And it's really great to see what they're capable of and what they can do. I have, again, a range of tolerance. Some kids, they get injured really quickly if I add in too much speed work or too longer runs or whatever. And so it's very individual. And I'm going to say this for, you know, across the board, but for high school and adults, I find this big, big range of what the body can tolerate. And that range goes up with experience, but it doesn't go away. I think some people can handle a lot more physically demanding on their bodies than others. And that might be due to just their body structure, or it might be linked to some imbalance of muscles. It might be something you can work with and improve, or it might be something that's just there. As far as working with high schoolers, 
for what it's like. They are really great. I can have serious conversations with them. I bring a whole lot of mindset stuff in and a whole lot of life lessons. I've learned so much about life through running and my goal with high schoolers isn't only to keep them there and strong for the season, but to give them tools, both mental and physical, to stay strong as individuals as they leave. I think that's what got me with the graduation thing. Well, besides realizing how much they helped me is hoping that I helped them, hoping that I gave them some tools and some things to think about that will continue on with them. I think you have these same feelings as a parent. I haven't had any of my kids graduate and leave home yet, but did you teach them the things that you needed to so that they can be successful? Will they remember those lessons and those important moments when you had an experience together? And I hope that they do. I hope that they remember that they're stronger than they think they are. I hope they remember that their bodies are capable of a lot and their minds are capable of a lot and that they can keep going in hard times that they don't have to give up. I hope they remember that they need other people, that other people can be a great support. I hope they remember to help other people and support other people and that they can be a light in someone else's life. There's just so much that I learn from running and that I try to teach as I coach. And this is like the sweet spot. Those high schoolers, I can have those conversations with. They are really great. I love working with high schoolers. And I've had some experience working with adults. I found that adults are pretty stubborn. They really are. And I think that a lot of that has to do with that we realize that we have our own decisions. And so when I tell a high schooler to go run a workout, it's very different than when I hand a workout to an adult. There's a lot more freedom in their world and a lot more distraction in their world. And working with adults, I hope I get better with, that I can do better encouraging. When I coached some people one-on-one, I would say about half of the people stuck with me. And I don't know if that's typical or if that's something that I did wrong as a coach. But I want to keep on helping others to grow and improve adults as well. I've thought about the idea of doing like a running camp for adults. I've had some people express interest in being a part of that. And that would be really interesting to see if they have a dedicated space and time for running like these teams that I coach have, if it is different, if they are able to be more successful at sticking with it. It's also you gain a lot by being with the group. So I wonder if that group effect will be a good thing for adults as well. So if you don't have that kind of community as an adult and you want that kind of community, there are lots of running groups. I don't know if adult running camps are a thing in your area. They're not in ours, but I might start one. Keep those things in mind that that might be a tool for you that is really successful with kids and keeping them engaged and might be really successful and great for adults as well. So that kind of wraps up today's episode on coaching. 
I just want to give a big push to all of you out there who are runners and have been runners or are getting started in running that you should look into coaching. Coaching is an amazing way to give back to the community. Coaching is an amazing way to help the sport progress in your area. There are more opportunities to coach than you might believe. If your high schools have an opportunity to coach, I always thought that I had to be a teacher to be able to coach. And then I finally applied for a job and found out that I didn't. I didn't have to be a teacher to be a coach. There's also maybe middle schools in your area that are looking for coaches or there could be some junior run clubs. There's in our area, I didn't even know they existed. There's a couple track and field clubs for youth, usually like six to 18. So that covers a wide range of ages. Those are a little different than what I've been talking about with they involve, you know, some sprinters and some throwing and jumping events as well, which you might look into. I know in our area, we've got a group that's looking for like six coaches next year. There are always opportunities for coaches. And if you don't find one this year, you know, keep looking into it. The chances are that there will be a turnover as people's lives get busy and people aren't able to always coach that you'll be able to have a chance to coach. So if there's any like hint of this could be really great, do it. Coaching is so amazing. It has brought me a lot, a lot of joy and it is a lot of fun to be with those kids and to see them. So I encourage you to do that and let's continue on teaching the next generation the joys of running and how it can help them as people physically, emotionally, and mentally. So that's it. I'll talk to you next time. Bye.